It's another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, D.P. Sidhu, and joining me today once again, we love to have him in the studio all the time, Texans ambassador, now the director of player engagement, J.J. Moses. J.J., my friend, how are you? I'm so glad to be here. How are you doing today? I'm great, and I have to say, for people listening, <laughs> you just did the funniest thing when you walked in. We were shooting Texans 360, uh, which airs on Saturday nights, and we had just finished, and we're wrapping up in it for people that don't know that are outside the building. Our radio studio, the Hyundai Texans radio studio, is also our Texans TV studio. So the cameras were leaving, and they were dismantling everything, and J.J. walks in, and then you left. I had to re- yeah. And then you came back in again? I had to re-enter. Okay, so what like what happened between the first entrance and the second entrance? Well, I had to put on different coats. and, and uh, this. These this, are invisible <laughs> coats, by the way. Yes, it's just one of those <laughs> things where, you know, when I'm speaking to the one and only DP, I got to make sure that I'm ready. I got my game face on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready to uh, kind of hang out with you for a few minutes today. But it's one of those things where you know, I've had an opportunity just to be a part of this great organization. I'm always honored just to be able just to talk about what the Texans are doing and, uh, and uh, the impact that we're having. And it's just always grateful just to come on your show. And uh, you're doing a fabulous job. So well, and I'm getting ready for the this football is why season. I, this is why I really have you on, just so you can like, make me feel good about what I do. Oh, no, we're so excited. You're so, you look like you're so, you're so serious. You've got a lot going on. Obviously, this is a busy time of year for you you with uh you're you're sort of in charge of the players as they come in and i know the rookies are going to be coming in the undrafted players are going to be coming in so you've got your hands full it's a new job so everyone knows with a new job how much goes into that but thank you so much for taking time to come and talk to me because we still love to have jj the ambassador the former player get a player's perspective sure. on this show and i thought after the draft for the week leading up to rookie mini camp who better to have than a guy that was undrafted himself? Wow. And I hope you still remember, because I know we talk about it like it was in the 1800s that you played, but I hope you still remember your <laughs> leather helmets, <laughs> your experiences. So I wanted to, to talk about that. Also, the NFL might be making some changes to the kickoff rule. You did a lot on special teams, and I want to get your thoughts on that. So that's all coming up in today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Deep Slant Podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave a review. All right, JJ, first of all, the new guys, they're arriving soon for next week's Texans Rookie Minicamp. That's going to be May 11th through the 13th. That includes the eight draft picks uh, and then all the undrafted free, free agents, agents that Correct. the Texans are currently still in the process of signing right now. All right, so you were here during the draft, and you were here this week. How much have you been able to meet any of the new players? Have you met any of them yet? Well, the great thing is I thought that our coaching staff, DP, they did an amazing job of being able to bring in the great guys uh, to uh, be a part of this great team and the great city. And, uh, you know, of course, we drafted eight players and come from all backgrounds. All backgrounds and, uh, and oh all my gosh, schools. All different schools, DP. And that's the amazing thing is once they're able to come in and fit into the system that Coach O'Brien has, I know they're going to do an amazing job. But the big thing is just being prepared for that opportunity. Whether if you're a free agent or you are a third-round draft choice, you're going to get an opportunity. And that's the great thing about the NFL. You just never know when it's going to take place. And so it was just really cool just to reach out to some of the players. And I've had an opportunity to even, you know, reach out to their parents as well. And they're extremely – Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure they're so excited. It's one of those things because you don't know as, as a college player what you're about to get into in the NFL. You know, it's one of those things, okay – what do I need to bring to Houston? Um, where will I stay at? Um, what's my time schedule? How long will I be here for? Um, what's mandatory? What can I not do? Who's my point of contact? So what I try to do is simplify everything that a player or their parents might have a question about. I'm there to really just kind of help them 
in this transition and to make it easy because when I got into the NFL coming from um, Kansas City, I didn't know anything. I was a deer in headlights. I was like, what <laughs> do I bring? Do, a, I, do I bring a notebook? Do, do I bring, I a, bring notebook? a bed? Do I bring a backpack? And I was afraid to even ask the questions. You because felt like you should know. I feel like I didn't want to feel like, uh, are you not ready to be in the NFL, son? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't want to uh, make a, 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 you know, ask a question that a coach might have thought that was, you know, not relevant or not, you know, not needed. So I was always kind of walking that fine, fine, fine. Uh, lane of of just kind of not knowing. So what I've always thought about is as a former player, now I have an opportunity to really kind of think what these players are actually thinking. You know, because you were in that position. Exactly. So I'll get an opportunity before they even have the question. I'll try to already have the answer for them. All right. So like what's what's a common concern? For a player coming, I would I would imagine it's like where do I live? Well, that's probably a, a great question, but also is that'd be where I'd start. Like, okay, I'll come to Houston. That's great. Do I get a hotel? Well, sometimes guys don't even know as far as when training camp takes place or where will training camp be located. I wonder if many of them even know that we're in West Virginia for part of it, and you and, know. and that's a good thing to let them know is that we will be in West Virginia. So it's a time where you know you, you definitely want to be in a mindset of that, and and also what do I bring to Houston? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do, I, do I bring my car? Do I bring my, oh, you yeah, know, shorts, T-shirts, should I bring a suit? Do I bring a mouthpiece? Do I bring my helmet? What do I bring? <laughs> so what I try to do is simplify everything and to let them know, hey, this is what you probably should bring and this is what coaches expecting. But the main thing is, DP, is to make sure that they're bringing their A game. And so once you get to the NFL, it's business. This is all a business, and it's important to come out here and to perform at your highest level. So that's what I really have to bring out of these guys coming out of college is the importance and the acceleration that's about to take place in their life. And so they got to hit the ground running because right now in this business, it's not like college where you get four, three years and then the fourth year, if you're ready, you can play. No, this is a domestic game. It's like day one you could be on the field starting. Oh, my goodness, day one. So, And we all know the NFL stands for not for long. So what I'm trying to do is to encourage our guys. We want you not to be a statistic. The statistic says three years and you're out of the game. Yeah, that's true. I want our rookies to play in this game for a long time, and I'm going to try my best to prepare them for what's ahead and to help them establish themselves as a player. So do you think that includes – I know there's there's a great sports performance center that – that we have here now yes, with do. nutrition and, and weights and all that. But, like, outside of all that, outside of the football stuff, do you give them tips on, like, is it, like, life lessons? Like, you need to read your playbook. You need to do your homework. Yes. You know, cut out the distractions. I would think a lot of them are kind of in that mindset because they've been preparing uh, for the draft and, and for going to the NFL team. But what's what's the biggest takeaway that you want these players to have? Well, that's a great question because when you get into this game, everyone's amazing. They were the best in their college. They were the first rounders, second rounders, third rounders. So you're competing against guys that are just as fast as you are, bigger, stronger. So you got to find your little niche of what else you can bring to this table of getting of, of of how you can get noticed. So the importance of paying attention to the small details, DP, as far as if the coach tells you to line up two yards outside of the hash, don't line up three yards outside of the hash. Make sure you're two oh, yards. Yeah. If you're supposed to run a route ten yards, you make sure it's ten yards because if you don't run it in ten yards and you shorten it up and you run it nine or eight yards, that's a possible interception for a quarterback. So we're really big on making sure you're staying, you know, you're staying um, really focused with the details of everything you do in life. And to me, that's what separates a first-year player who's not really into the details or you're a star, or you're a third or fourth-year guy in this organization. 
I'd like to compare this to my oldest going off to high school right now because <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> right. But I feel like he's gone through eight years of school, grades one through eight with homework and all that. But yet here I find myself, he's starting a different high school and I'm thinking, does he need a binder? Does he need folders? Do, do kids these days mm-hmm. take notes? Everything, they give them computers to take notes on. So do they, what does he need? Does he need an, a, a laptop? Does he need an iPad? I have all these questions. I've been through school here. Right. My kids have been through school here, and I have so many questions. And they have this thing called this Mentor Mom program where they oh pair you up with a mom that's just gone through it. I think that you, we should have mentor players. That's exactly right. Like that's if, 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 if like we, if like we, like Reed, for instance, right? Justin Reed. Okay. We, we pair him up with like, the honey badger. We pair him up with Tyron Matthew. It has to be somebody that wants to do it, that has the personality to it. So I'm Absolutely. just throwing his name out there. But you pair him up with somebody from maybe the same uh, position group sure. or like offense and defense, and you pair him up with a guy, and he has his number, and you tell him, hey, don't, try not to do this like five times a day, maybe once a day. Ask your questions and, and pair him up. That's just my idea. No, I mean, one great thing about this. This team... show's all about me telling no. you how to do your job, <laughs> no, too, that's... by the way. I don't know if you do that. has got great advice, you guys. You can tell that she's definitely <laughs> ready exactly for some football. It's exactly like starting high school. <laughs> but the amazing thing is there's so many great leaders on this team, and we got leaders that's been a part of the NFL for what, like Shane Leckler. He's been here for We've been well, in Shane, the NFL Shane for 19 be, years. Shane so. could be everybody's leader, exactly. and he could be my leader, too. <laughs> right. So, like, you do definitely have guys like that, but but how? I mean, you obviously you don't want to stretch your sure, veterans. Sure, absolutely. I, and I think it's not about just for the leaders in our locker room right now to tell all these rookies this is what you need to do. The best way that they can inspire our rookies is to show them, to show them by their work ethic. If it's time to start the meetings, they're already their notebook pads are out. They're ready, taking down notes. To me, the greatest way that I've learned through this NFL was just observing everyone that has went before me. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to advise our rookies is to make sure they're watching the starters. They're watching how they're performing on the practice field. They're watching how they're eating healthy in, in the uh, you know in the cafeteria. Be an observer. Watch everything and be just take mental notes of everything that you're doing and what others are doing. And I think that right there would give you an uh, an advantage as far as being a rookie. I remember Will Fuller, his rookie year, DeAndre Hopkins, or somebody said he's always taking notes. He writes everything down, everything. And I remember asking Will, what's in your notebook? Because what do you (laughs) like write? He's like, I write down everything. Right. He's like, I have so many questions. And I I think you're absolutely right that when when rookies get here, they're going to have so many questions. The good thing is when they come, it's just going to be the new guys. It'll be them with the undrafted. So – it's not like they get thrown in with the veterans right, right away. away. Correct. They're around other guys that also are still trying to figure out, you know, where's the locker room and what do I wear? <laughs> right. Like, what do I wear to practice? Sure. Are they going to give me shirts and shorts? Like, you must have, you must still remember how confusing it was because you also, not only that, you were first of all you're undrafted, and then you went to different teams. And I was five six on top of being <laughs> undrafted, so it wasn't like I was the smallest guy. I think when I walked into uh, the when I was with Kansas City, they probably thought I was a team mascot because of my height. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> they were like, is that the new mascot with the Chiefs? And not realizing, realizing that I was one of the actual return men and, and receivers. But you, you're going to find your way through this game. And, and the great thing is with the uh, mini camp coming up, you know, guys will get a chance to know the players. I mean, know the coaches one-on-one. And so they'll spend time in the 
meeting rooms, getting a chance to know their position coaches, and getting acclimated within the Texans' culture of how we do things. And I know Coach O'Brien and his staff, they're working many hours just re- getting ready for our football season. So uh, we're going to have a great time with these guys, and I know that they're going to come out here and perform. And my job is to really equip these guys to make sure when the lights come on, they're not in panic mode, but they're ready to execute and go out and make plays. Do they get starstruck still, do you think? you talking about players? Players, rookies. Because like, our, yeah. our players are still in the building. They're okay. in off-season workouts. <laughs> All right. Like, J.J.'s in the cafeteria. Yeah. Deshaun's just walking around. Like, they, these guys are wor- working on their sure. own rehab and, and getting ready for well, the season. I think initially you're, you're like, my goodness, there's, you know, a player that I grew up watching. Now I'm here having lunch with him or we're in the team meeting room. I remember when I was with the Packers. Okay. And we all know who Green, uh, Brett Favre was. And so when I was with Green Bay as a first-year or second-year player, I'm thinking to myself, this is – Brett Favre, and he just threw <laughs> just, me a pass. Were you just sitting in the meeting room, like looking at? He'll probably like get this guy out of here. Why is this guy <laughs> looking at me like at this? Me. But what happens is you have to act like you've been there. Before. Act like you've been there, yeah. And that's in a good this point. game, if you come in and you're looking at all around and looking at this guy and saying, "Oh my, can I? no, we're all pros," and at the end of the day. You have to compete against these guys. So the rookies, I know they're going to do a fine job, and, and it's my job, again, is to equip these guys, but there's nothing that's going to be too big for them. There's got, not going to be in a moment too big for them. They're going to go out deep, and, and I know they're going to, you know, give it all they have. they got a lot uh, thrown at them, you know, with the playbook and, and just getting used to uh, being a pro and and, uh, and how things are so detailed. And, and, and I want our guys to continue to build trust in the locker room with the coaches, with our front office staff, because they that's, that's important. And if the coaches don't trust you, they're not going to put you out there on the practice field. So I think moving forward, our guys will continue to do that. And uh, I'm excited to kind of you know be a part of that as they have success on this football field. Yeah, I think that's a good point because in college you have – school and you have you know all these other things but now you're in the nfl this is your job this is it so there's a lot more expected of you but you you have your 24 hours a day but you can watch film you don't you're not expected to go to class you're not expected to do anything else this is what you are focused on all the time so there is a lot of expectation to be perfect now what do you say to the rookie that goes out to rookie minicamp has a horrible first day which i think is probably common because it's your first time with these coaches first time running nfl plays what do you tell them to get their confidence back up for the next day? Or, to the other point, a guy that's had a great day who thinks, you know what, I got it made. I don't have to study. Yeah. I don't have to do this. Well, the guys that, let's say if they go out there and they're not performing the way that they want to and they're just kind of down on themselves, sometimes you just got to let it go. You know, there's gonna there's been moments in my career, DP, where I went out there and I performed and I didn't do exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't perform the way that I knew I should have, but I had to have a short-term memory in this game because if you go out to that next practice and you're still thinking about that drop pass that you just had a few hours ago it's going to carry over you have to be that person that says you know what i'm going to learn from that learn from that mistake and i'm not going to repeat it again and so the the ones that are able to let things go when they're doing something bad and just learn from their mistakes they're going to get it. They're going to get it right away. And then the players that are already confident and they're going in there and doing well, the main thing is I'm going to try to, you know, just always encourage our guys in this business, to be honest with you, you can never get too high or you can never get too low. That's a, yeah, that's, always, I think that's fair for anything in anything, life that you do. You Exactly right. You always got to have an even keel in life. There's going to be moments in your life where you're going to just – everything is going to work perfectly fine and you're going to, you're going to be balling and fans are going to be screaming your name. 
But then the next play, if you drop a ball or if you miss a tackle. That's it, yeah. Now they could be booing you. Right. And so if you let that get you down, you're going to go in the, in the tank. So you always got to be even keel, not too high. Not too low. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? Did you have a moment like in camp or in the <laughs> off season where you're like, you know, either one one end of the spectrum or the other, where either you had a play that you really were like, I'm I'm a professional now, or one that you this? really hard on yourself over? It was against the Kansas City Chiefs. We were playing a preseason game, and Coach Dick Vermeil at the you were time, with the Kansas I was City with the Kansas City okay. Chiefs, and um, they had put me into the game. I was a part of the. Um, first unit so we had you know quarterback and Trent Green and Priest Holmes Tony Gonzalez they were all lined up it was the first it was it was the second play of the game coach Dick Vermeil calls my number and says get get Moses in the first the first you know the the first um you know round or whatever uh the first series the first series series. so I get in DP Trent Green calls to play I don't even hear the play in the huddle all I see is 70,000 fans (laughs) <laughs> at the stadium. Really? So I line up. Okay. It was on two. He says, down, sit. DP, I jumped off side <gasps> so fast. Every flag in that stadium <laughs> was thrown sea at of me. See yellow. Yeah, and right. all I saw was the coaches yelling, telling me to get out the game. Like that was. But were... there was something that I learned through that. And, and he pulled me over and he says, you have to act like you've been here before. Settle in. Let the game come to you. Just be at peace. Don't worry. You've done this when you were in it's college. Still, it's still football. It's still football. Right at the end of the day. A lot of times players can get so over, uh, get intimidated, get overwhelmed because of this multitude of people watching. You got the ESPN cameras. You got the coaches. You got just all these new things that you're not ready and, and really just confident in. So as a player, you just got to let the game come to you. This is nothing new. You've caught, enough, you've caught a football all your life. It's right. not like when you get to the NFL, the ball the is different. different or the football field is a little <laughs> longer. At the end of the day, it's still catching balls. It's still going out and tackling. It's still blocking. So you just got to stay true to what you know what's real and that you've done this all your life and to enjoy this game. This has been a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. It's a great blessing just to be able to go out here and be the l- less than 1% of athletes to be here. Right, right. So enjoy it. Many guys would love this opportunity. So you jumped off sides your first play. The first play. And I was preseason, regular season? Oh, it was preseason. pre-season. It was preseason trying to make okay, the team. Okay, that's that's a little bit better. But but it <laughs> does it, but, but it does uh, show you one thing, I did not make the team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you better not jump off sides when it's your time when it's your time. So to, while you're telling players like, you know what? Yeah, you just I've learned gotta, from that. Don't like, jump off sides. Also, also don't jump off sides. It's not worth it. <laughs> because you, you, you in, That's in, so much pressure. How do you tell a guy, don't worry about it, but you know, under for undrafteds, I think the rules are different yeah. than they are for like a first rounder or even maybe even a second rounder. Like, well, you gotta you, have you can't you don't have as much you don't have as much leeway to make mistakes, wouldn't right. you say as well, an undrafted? I think in you don't this have business, not, you don't have any. I mean, I think in this business, whether you're first round and of course free agents, um, you're still in this this business where you have to perform and performance. It's not about what you did two years ago; it's about what you've done today. And so with that state of mind is that you always got to be that person, whether if you're, you know, second-round draft choice, you're a starter. It's not about what you did last, you know, last game against the Cleveland Browns or what you get, did against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it's about what can you do right now to help this ball club moving forward. So that's what I always want to get in our guys is not to live in the yesterdays. You're living today and looking forward and not worrying about, you know, 
your 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 big time plays. We were talking about these all these players coming from such various varied backgrounds, the draft picks. But I would imagine, I I, I find the undrafted stories just so interesting because sure. they're really really scraping by to make it into the league. Do you remember? Some of the craziest undrafted stories. I mean, I remember a few years ago Charles James talking about eating donuts for breakfast and living <laughs> in a flea bag motel because he couldn't afford sure. proper food, but uh, to, for nutrition. But you must certainly remember. I don't know if yeah. if undrafted stick together and the draft picks stick together, but I would imagine that as a part of an entire rookie class, you really get to know the guys that you're around. You do it, and, and what happens, DP, is. The, the amazing thing about the NFL I totally the NFL put you on that, the spot no, by asking no, you to tell because, me a story, No, I? guys, one thing about the NFL is that every team that I was affiliated with, they make you feel like you're right at home. It's not like, you know, if a player wasn't drafted, they'll say, hey, you can't sit at this table, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's not like yeah, Mean Girls. No, no, it's not like that at all. It's one of those things where we understand this as players, whether if you're drafted or not, that an opportunity can come to you. And we've seen over the years how guys that were undrafted that can come on to oh, become absolutely. amazing stars. And, you know, we've seen six-round draft choices to become one of the, the best quarterbacks. Super winning quarterbacks. quarterbacks. And we've seen guys that were free agents now have a big-time interception in the Super Bowl. So we've seen those type of things. So more than anything, I think guys are now more – knowledgeable of the fact that whatever player that they bring in, that they know that they got to bring their A game because anybody's position can be taken at any time. And they're hungry. And they're hungry. And so especially in today's world where you might find a great um, seventh-round draft choice, and that guy, you know, you develop him, he works out, he, he learns the ins and outs about being an NFL that same guy three years later can be the franchise of your football team. So you just never know in today's world. And that's the beauty about the NFL because you never know who could be the next upcoming star. Yeah, I just remember with Kurt Warner when he went to the Super Bowl, everybody was talking about how he was bagging groceries just weeks earlier. Well, Kurt Warner was a a great friend of mine, and and we played together with the Arizona Arizona Cardinals. And Kurt was – he was a guy that was – one thing that I discovered and watched, and I I said, what made Kurt Warner – different from everyone else Kurt Warner probably wasn't the most athletic quarterback that I've ever seen he didn't have the strongest arm he um, he had a great arm but one thing that separated this Hall of Famer was the fact that he was very knowledgeable about the game DP he was an actual coach amongst the coaches he would tell the coaches exactly what they should do in terms of that. He would sit there. I remember there would be times when myself and Larry Fitzgerald and and uh, we also had another, and Quan Bolton, we were all in the meeting rooms. And, you know, at times as players, you know, you're tired, so your eyes get a little heavy at times, you know. Just a little heavy. Just a little heavy. <laughs> and so I'll look over there and, and I'll look at over to my right and I'll look at Kurt Warner. And I'm like, how is this guy still up? Like he's sharp. And he, coaches is probably dozing off, but he's still up. Asking questions, Absorbing it. telling the players. But, again, he was very knowledgeable about his position. So it's no surprise that Kurt Warner went on to become a Hall of Fame. So having knowledge in this game, knowing the ins and outs about the every detail of what you do as a player, that right there, my friend, can set you apart and help you to become an elite player in this game. You just busted out a Kurt Warner story, and I've known you all these years, and I never <laughs> put two and two together that you were there at the same time I've, as yeah. him in Arizona. Was with Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, DPI have been really just fortunate and blessed. You worked, you've worked along some some great players in your career, so you're gonna you can draw off of all that. I mean, that's just 
that's amazing to be in the presence of players like that you learn amongst from, different teams too. Absolutely. I mean, of course, going from Kansas City, then in Green Bay, and here with the Texans for two years, and so you you learn a lot. You've seen a lot of players come and go. You've picked up on some of the things that they could have done or what you saw and what you liked in them, and all that helps me now in this role that I'm be able to kind of instruct and guide these guys and say, hey, this is what I saw from this player, and this is how they were able to advance and to have elite careers in the NFL. I thought it was funny you were telling me with the, with the undrafted players, the one difference between them and the and the, and the the first-round picks is nobody gets a place to live. They just stay in a hotel <laughs> right. until, like, way, way late in the offseason well, when think, they absolutely have to get a place. Well, I think it's, it's one of those things. It kind of reminds you of college. When you get into college as a, you know, coming out of high school, Pretty much all the guys are in dorms. You know, you're around all the guys. And then maybe your second or third year in college, you start getting apartments or you go out and rent a home. And it's kind of like that in the NFL where, you know, for the, when you first arrive in a city, of course, you probably stay in a hotel. You're getting the ins and outs. You're learning the city. So, you know, you're not At just, least they have ways now and yeah. GPS. People can get around. <laughs> right. There's and Uber. It's Uber and all that. And we didn't have that. Well, you didn't have any of that. You know, back when I played with the leather helmets and all that type of stuff. <laughs> but you couldn't even rent a car because you weren't 25. Well, that's exactly right. Um, that's true, huh? Well, I don't know about the rent. How did you get around? Did no, you bike? I, no, we did rent cars back then. I, well, I rented the, cars when I was with the Cardinals. And I, I, what about when you were with Kansas City? I had my own car back in Kansas oh, okay. City, so I was okay. able to take my college car. car. And that's crazy because I pull up in Kansas City, DP. And crazy story, but um, I'm going to Kansas City as a rookie, and you know, wasn't drafted by all means, and so you know instantly whether or not a player's drafted or undrafted going into the NFL. And and well, back at them, you know, times I did, and so I pull up. I had a old school car. It wasn't fancy or anything. And I roll up and I pull up into their parking lot and I'm looking at all these amazing cars. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is where I got to park at. This is where I got to get out. Well, at least you don't have to worry about anybody breaking into your car. That's exactly true. There's if- far <laughs> other better temptations. I'm trying to see the silver lining for you. But but, but, the, but the great thing is about that, it, it, it also taught me the importance of just appreciate, at least I had a car at the time. And, and then, of course, as I got older into the NFL, I started noticing a, a, a kind of a, a cool thing that even when I was with the Kurt, uh, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner, um, you would think being a legendary quarterback, he drove his nanny's babysitter's car to practice every day. And it was like, a, uh, I think, a, uh, a, like a, a truck, a sidekick, a Suzuki, whatever it was. Why did he do that? And but again, but I appreciated that because it taught me one thing. You don't have to drive all these fancy cars and prove to people that you're an NFL player. A better player. player. A yeah. better player. Just come as you are. And to me, it just made me always want to, you know, be that person where you don't have to show people that you got it. They already know. They just, already know. You just go out there and perform, that and should, that was big. That should be on a T-shirt, JJ. That's really good. That's good, DP. We should make T-shirts. That's exactly you know what, right. What was it again? You don't Wait, wait, hold on. It was some, you don't have to show anybody. They, they already, already know. know. They already know. That's oh exactly right. That's it. So I love it. That's it right there. DP. All right, before I let you go, changes to special teams. <laughs> it was so profound, we forgot it within three seconds. <laughs> it was deep. What it was, was that it? Yeah, deep. We forgot it. We forgot what it was. No, we gotta we gotta write it down. That's a really good. That's a really good. That you should good. you should when the players come in, you should put that on the board. That was good. Whatever. That's my was. suggestion. As I continue to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, special teams, NFL kickoffs and special teams. Have you seen this? They might change them for 2018. Mm-hmm. So potential changes include the elimination of a, the two-man wedge and a running start for the kicking team while wow. allowing only three deep players on the receiving team. This is something they're still working through. Sure. And they may vote on it. But just your early 
what you what you think about it so far? Well, one thing is I understand that the league is trying to make the NFL a safer environment, and so they're trying to reduce concussions at all costs. And so, back in my day, the kickoff kickoff return was one of the most dangerous, scariest, but yet exciting. Uh, plays times in, football, yeah. in plays in football, you get a chance to see a guy bust the wedge open and and run straight through that wall, and you're like, whoa! Did you guys? Did you see what he just did? So nowadays, you really have to be on the on a precaution side. So uh, I'm thankful that they're trying to make this game as safe as possible, and and guys can continue to still play longer in this NFL. But you know, as a kickoff as a kickoff returner, you know, I I, I also want them to continue the game and allow them to have kickoff and punt return. I don't want to see that game just to go away, just yeah. to go away because it's guys like myself that made a living off that way. And to me, to be honest with you, that's what's the, that could be the make or break moment in an NFL game. If you have a kickoff returner or a punt returner bus wide for an 80 yard return. Point, yeah. Oh, DP that creates excitement. I mean, the fans are buzzing and that's the way a lot of great players have really capitalized on their names and have become household names. So like hope, the X factor, the didn't, you, X factor didn't you play with him? Play with downtown? the X and that was a great, just an opportunity. He going. was so much fun to watch. And uh, so yeah, he was another great player and uh, DP I went against so many great guys and return men. And, and of course watching, you know, some of the legendary return men that, that I've always inspired that inspired me so I think the return position is is one of those things that I think we got some great returners on our team this year and I believe that um, you know we're due with some big returns this year and I think they're going to provide that spark that this team needs oh I know like Kiki QT from Texas Tech Drew and I were talking about this Drew loves Texas Tech uh-huh. and then Wes Welker's from Texas Tech right. I mean it, it's a lot of fun to see what, where these guys fit in all right that's going to go to a vote May 21st the 23rd the kickoff rule and I'm sure you're going to be on again, and we'll talk about it Game when it time. goes down. Is that is that a deal? That sounds great to me, D. All right. Good stuff, as always. J.J. Moses, I love having you in studio. Make T-shirts out of that quote. That's it. Uh, did you, you still remember I, I it? I did not write it down, but <laughs> <laughs> remind me after the show. <laughs> I will. We'll go back what and rewind we it, said. and we'll write it down. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great quote. It's a great studio. quote. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave a review. Thanks so much, J.J. Moses. And as always, go Texas.